What word are we not going to say anymore? Shit. Who, who's allowed to say that word? Grown-ups. Grown-ups, that's right. Live from Bernie, Texas, this is episode 40 of the Dadgum Podcast. My name is Kyle Banduho, and I am here via the telephone with my buddy Pete Hart. Pete, how you doing today? I'm good. Really good. I am not in Bernie, Texas. I am in Austin, Texas, but we're close. You're in the middle of uh, South by Southwest. Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing that's going on. I, uh, I'm i not attending anything. I don't have anything going on this year. So, uh, I don't know. Kind of lame. Kind of, it's going to be the first, first, first time in a couple years, actually. You know what else uh, is going on? As we speak, is uh, shout out to the San Antonio Commanders of the AAF beating the brakes off the Arizona Hotshots tonight. We're recording on a Sunday. Um, shout out to all my uh, my Commanders fans out there. I know there's a lot of you, and uh, we're all we're all so proud of of the Commanders. This is uh, two two wins in a row puts us at three and two in great position for um, whatever they're playing for in the AAF. So looking forward to it. If uh, anybody. In- at the San Antonio Commanders is listening, we would be more than happy to be the official podcast of the San Antonio Commanders. Just let us know. I I already consider us the official podcast of the <laughs> San Antonio Commanders. But the AF isn't the only thing we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about uh, fatherhood, dad lifestyle, famous fictional dads, uh, thanks from our childhood, and just all things dad life. It's what we do. Let's get it on. Let's do it. But before... Before we get into it, uh, people, we need you to subscribe and share. Um, you know, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. We uh, shout out to the listener who who tweeted at us, or maybe might have DM'd us. I, I should know your name, and I don't. I apologize. Uh, exactly what Stitcher is. Uh, so so we've been filled in on uh, on Stitcher. And, uh, but yeah, we're on all of them rate and review, uh, you know, those five-star reviews and those ratings are huge for us. Uh, keep them coming to everyone who has, you know, you're the best, um, share with all your parent friends, share with your parents. We have, we have people's parents who listen to our show, um, share with their aunts, uncles, you know, anyone who might be interested in a parenting pod, throw us that share. Everyone's got a dad, y'all. Everyone can relate. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone and everyone's been a kid, and we talk about a lot of a lot of nostalgia, a lot of things from childhood. We're gonna get into that uh, in listener questions, actually. But um, you know, why don't we, Pete? This week in Parenthood, what have you guys been up to? We, oh gosh, I really got to start writing stuff down. Um, you do because you didn't write it on the uh, on the run sheet. Yeah. So I was looking forward to you just surprising me about what you guys have been up to. Well, you don't have anything on the run sheet either. I sure I do. Mind. Yes, you do. Okay. Um, yeah, we went to the beach. Kind of got out of the South by Crush and went down with uh, our. You know, I, I, I've said this a couple times. You know, listeners will know that I've got a bunch of like chill, cool, um, or like cool parents around the same age as uh, as us. And uh, yeah, basically, it was kind of like a couples weekend with you know our kid and their kid. Their kids uh, just turned one like a month ago, so very different. You know, it's not like they're buddies because my son's three and a half and likes to run around and do stuff and is conversational, and the other one's just a baby. It's funny, like, the difference in, like, uh, three and a half and one. Like, the difference, like, Pete, you and I are, like, 
you know, over half a decade in difference. And there's not, there's not a whole, you know, an age difference. There's not a whole big difference with that. The difference between three and one and a half might as well be a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like they don't, there's not much, they, they don't really get to get along except that it's kind of cool. Cause my kid gets to be like the older kid and he'll actually like kind of take some responsibility. It, it, you see like, glimmers of responsibility and uh i don't know wanting to take on you know wanting to be mature um the the glimmers fade quickly um but you know it's like it it, it, it is it does seem kind of cool i'm doing a poor job of describing this i don't really have a good example that i'm going to give off the bat but um yeah no, it's kind of fun to see him around um this other baby and have him try to you know be a big brother, I guess, to her. Uh, so that's kind of neat. Question. Did you use the disciplinary tactic? Uh, you've got to set a good example for the baby at all. Yes. Did it work? Did it work? Better than I thought it would. Yeah. Honestly. Well, that's a win then. It's a win. Yeah. Um, other than that, kind of too cold to do too much. Uh, you know, we couldn't go swimming or anything like that, but we had a great, uh, I, sh- I fried a whole bunch of shrimp last night and some oysters. Um, we actually crushed up a bunch of Cheez-Its and then used the Cheez-Its on the ba- in the batter for the oysters. So I had made Cheez-It fried oysters, which were phenomenal. That sounds fantastic. What's your frying method? Break it down. Mini dad kitchen right here. You heat up a big pot of oil and then you drop things into it. Yeah, what what's your what's your oil of choice? <laughs> Peanut oil. Okay, okay, not whole thirty approved, but all right. Y- y- well, right, it's frying stuff. I live my life then, by those standards now. Yeah, uh, that's a shitty way to live. It is. It is. You're correct. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not about that life. I uh, I would rather. Uh, just to eat what I felt like and, you know, just try and kind of have my own moderation. I, there was healthy stuff as well. I, uh, I grilled okra, which was great. It's tasty. Um, so yeah, no, you know, vegetables in there also. Um, I will say this. I gave up beer for Lent. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of fun. This was the first, I mean, and of course, you know, frying stuff down at the beach, like without a beer, beer drinking. That's... That's tough. That's a beer drinking activity at a beer drinking environment. But we made it through. We're, we're stronger for it. Um, but drinking a lot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. I love that it wasn't, you didn't give up alcohol for Lent. You just gave up beer. So it's more like you're just trying to like slim up a little bit. Right. It, it's also kind of see if you can do it. I mean, you can't, you can't just have a casual tequila. Like, I mean, you can sort of, but... It's not really a thing. Um, you know, an ancient Chinese proverb is one tequila, two tequila, three tequila, four. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it, what's funny about it is that, like, if you drink a bunch of beers, you wake up, you're probably not terribly hungry, you know, because you just have a whole bunch of calories in you. Mm-hmm. If you have, like, three, four tequila drinks, go to sleep, you wake up just starving because there's nothing to tequila. Like it's, there's just nothing in it. There's no calories, no other sugars, nothing. 
So, uh, yeah, I've been I've been waking up just like really hungry. Well, I'm glad you you have a drink of choice, though. I'm glad you have a good backup for beer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm good. That's it's we're, we're surviving. Yeah. I mean, tequila works at a beach trip, too. Can't you can't go wrong with tequila. It sure does. Yeah. 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 Oh, I like it anytime. How about you? What was this week in Parenthood for you? Um, this week in Parenthood was, you know, just kind of unwinding. First week is, first week is an, an engaged parent. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was, that was kind of the main topic of of Parenthood. Uh, My son has been asking constantly kind of like when we're getting married. He doesn't understand that it's a long process and we still don't know when we're getting married. Um, so just kind of, uh, you know, we, we spent the week kind of kicking around ideas and dates and budgets and all that fun stuff um but my my son is being really good about it like it's really it's really fun to see his excitement you know he's you know he keeps asking when we're getting married and i say i don't know and he says how about saturday and i said well it'll probably be on a saturday but um not this saturday or next saturday <laughs> or any saturday. saturday in uh the year 2019 <laughs> uh but yeah he's excited um you know he he told us you know, because we were talking about, uh, we were making the uh, the cut down list. You know, we were, we were already talking about the guest list, and um, we, you know, we kind of asked him like, "Who do you think we should invite?" And he said, uh, "Well, Grandma and Grandpa." He wanted to invite Grandma and Grandpa, and we said, "Yeah, we'll, we'll probably find room for them." Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, I would, that's. Been I would fun. venture to. I would venture to guess that uh, he might be at the same table as Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, he he will definitely be at the same <laughs> the same table as grandma and grandpa. We've we've also floated the idea of actually hiring a sitter for the wedding. Um I mean, we're, you know, we're months and months and months out, potentially years out. Um well, at least a year out. But um it's something that we've kind of floated to let everyone enjoy themselves cuz no matter what, if there's if you're at any sort of event and you have a child there, there's one person there who is like finds himself thrust into the responsibility of taking care of that child, like being the main caregiver, like everyone might kind of chip in, like, you know, I'll watch him here. I'll take him to the bathroom, whatever. But, um, there'd be one person who would be stuck not having any fun because they're, they're chasing a child around. So we, we, one of the, one of the only like certainties that we've come to in wedding planning is, uh, having someone there whose sole responsibility is taking care of the child. So everyone else can enjoy the wedding. I mean, you say that, but weddings are kind of by definition going to be full of people that either really do like children or also have children. And they're kind of, I mean, well, I'll say this. Children at weddings aren't all that common. So I don't yeah. really know. Um, yeah, the only wedding I've been to where there was children there was it is it was either the bride and groom's children or the bride and grooms like nieces and nephews who were right. involved in the wedding ring bearers and flower girls and so on and so forth yeah exactly um but i mean what i'm getting at is probably like at, at any given wedding you probably have like 30 to 40 percent of the attendees will be willing to play with a kid for a little bit and that's a that's a pretty that's a pretty strong number of people yeah i mean nothing set in stone yet but, um, you know, we got time. We got time. Uh, something that's a little more imminent, and by imminent, I mean right now, is it is officially spring break, which do you remember hearing the word spring break or thinking about spring break and you think just like how great it was like in college yeah. or high school? Um, 
it's less great as, as a parent because now it's like, okay, what do I do with my child for a week? Is your, I mean, your, your son's in daycare. They're just going full steam ahead per usual, correct? Uh, no, but so we do have a spring break, but it goes off of the AISD calendar, Austin Independent School uh. District calendar. And for some reason, uh, well, I actually know the reason and I can get into the nitty gritty because it was in the newspaper and I read it, um, support local newspapers. But the Austin spring break is like super late this year. It doesn't start till like March 18th. That is, that is odd. It's really late. great yeah, for the high school it, seniors uh, trying to make their way down to South Padre, though. Good for them. They'll be the only ones there. Y- yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> so what happens is the reason is, is they plan it. They Austin ISD plans their schedule off of University of Texas schedule. University of Texas plans theirs. They just have a bunch of set rules that they always go with. One of which is spring break starts eight month, eight weeks after Martin Luther King Day. Martin Luther King Day was super late this year. And usually when it's as late as it is, as it was this year, they bump it up a week just to like make it a little more normal. And they just like, I guess, forgot to do that this week, this year. So... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so they have a super late spring break, which is causing like all sorts of other trickle down effects. So like usually spring break happens and around the same time that South by Southwest happens. South by Southwest is going on. Kids are still in school. So, um, everybody, all the cops that work on UT campus that usually help out with South by, they're still working out. They're still working at UT campus. All the students and whoever that usually volunteer to help out with South by that's not happening. They still got school. They got to do, you know, they got to do stuff. So, so it's thrown Austin for quite the loop, quite the loop. Yes. Um, so yeah, now that's pay attention to the calendar guys. If it's a late MLK day, you know, bump up, uh, bump up spring break a little bit, help everybody out. Well, we're in spring break right now. So, so what are you doing? With, yeah, what do you what do you guys got going on for spring? Break? I mean, fortunately, you know, I'm at the uh, you know I'm in a situation where my mom lives around and, and she can take care of him. I don't have to scramble, but I'm sure that's you know it's a thing for a lot of parents having to kind of scramble and figure out what you're going to do for this week. Um, you know, if your kids are in school, usually five days a week. But um, you know, luckily this is this sounds super bougie, but uh, my parents belong to a country club. And uh, they have a they have a little kids camp there for the week from uh, nine to four each day, and so he's going to be going to that. Um, you know that's tight. If for some reason that falls through, he doesn't enjoy that. I don't see why he wouldn't. Um, the, the local like little league soccer is doing a little nine to twelve camp, so there, there's options. I think there's you know that's that's the thing. There's tons of of camp options during spring break. People got to make their money, um, but it's it's definitely worth worth the money to. Um, to, to find something to do with them. Um, so yeah, no, no spring break vacations for us. I do have a good buddy coming in, um, coming in to celebrate the engagement and we're going to play a little golf. We're going to take my son golfing. Um, so that's, you know, we'll, we'll do a little, play a little midweek cookie from work and everyone will go, uh, you know, go play a little golf. But, um, yeah, spring break is just, uh, you know, they're, it's so simple when you're, where you're in that good school routine, and just kind of taking things out really throws everyone for a loop. Um, you know, the 
parenting is easiest done when you've got a really good set routine and um, spring break is just another thing that is just not quite as cool once you become a parent. Well, spring break is not quite as cool after you stop being in education. Yeah. So, like, unless you're a teacher, as long as you're no longer a student, spring break isn't a thing anymore. That's true. Yeah, the, the second you leave college, it's uh, it's done. But, um, I mean, I'm looking forward maybe down the road, take a spring break vacation with my kids on spring break, but I'm sure anywhere you, you go would be heinous. But, um, yeah, that, that's pretty much all we got going on. We got, uh, the, the long-term wedding planning and then the short-term spring break planning. So that's, uh, that's what we've been working with lately. Yeah. Uh, in regards to wedding planning, my advice is just to like find one thing that you're going to do and then just own that. Own that thing. And then, yeah. And then, uh, cause I mean. You're not really going to care about like table centerpieces and flower arrangements and all that sort of thing. But, you know, if you find the one thing that you care about, then you can like go balls deep into that and then just knock that out of the park. And it's, you know, you contribute and that's helpful. And that's all that anyone can really ask of you. And then, you know, you, you don't seem like you're not helping and you're not taking it seriously, you know. Yeah, that sounds uh, ideal I, to I, me. I our uh, our good friend J.R. Hickey, uh, friend of the pod, former guest. Um, if you're an Entourage fan, go listen to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. But he told me that um, I will be expected to have an opinion on everything. So I'm preparing myself. And I, I have opinions on things. I'm not completely indifferent to it. Oh, I am. <laughs> I can imagine you were. I could imagine you were a fairly apathetic wedding planner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, uh, guilty as charged. Yeah, no, we've done. I mean, we we're on the same page in a lot of ways, so I'm not I'm not too concerned about it. Um, but yeah, you know, we've got uh, we've got many more this week's in parenthood to uh, to go over that wedding planning. So um, I'm sure I'll keep the listeners updated. But none of you are coming, right? Yeah, <laughs> you don't know who's listening. So, some of you are coming. Some of you are coming, but most of you, you are, know most you of are. you are not. Yeah, yeah. Does your brother listen to us? Uh, no, no, he does not. I don't think he listens to podcast. If he listens so to anything, he listens to like NPR or country. Yeah, so we so we could just roast him if we felt like. Yeah, a hundred percent. We could spend an entire. All right, we're gonna. We should just do that when we could literally one title an episode. We'll just roast your brother for like forty five. We minutes. could literally title an episode like "Fuck my brother," and we could just roll with it. He'd have no idea. <laughs> My brother does listen, so uh, I can't do that. And your uh, your brother's in the armed forces too, correct? Yes. Yeah, I'm not trying to roast that guy. I don't want him to show up and fight me. <laughs> he's he's bigger than me. Yeah, and, and you're uh, you. I'm you're noted. Twice, I am you're a noted twice large, as big as twice as big as me, really. I, I am I am a noted large person. Indeed, you are. Indeed, you are, good sir. So. That was this week in Parenthood. Um, I know our roll. Let's roll into our next topic. I know that uh, you actually brought this one up before we started recording, um, because it's it's very fitting to what you were doing right before we started recording. We we usually record at nights. Um, you know, uh, bring bring it to the table. Yeah. So essentially, like now that my kid is getting older, gotten older. Uh, 
you know, he's got opinions, he wants to, like, kind of stay up, and it's kind of, you know, bedtime's gotten a little bit harder, basically, because it's like, now he realizes he can have some feedback and voice his opinion and kind of get his way. So we ended up reading books for the better part of an hour. I'm going to say 50 minutes, just because he just kind of wanted to keep keep reading. Kyle, you will be very proud of us. We made a pretty nice dent in Harry Potter. That's huge. Read about seven read about seven pages in the first one. We finished the first chapter. Man, you just um, finished the first chapter, huh? Yeah, well, we like after I started it, which was like six months ago, I was like, it's not... It, it's too early. He's not ready. That first chapter is uh, a tearjerker for me. Honestly, the end of it gets me. It's it's not... It's... Yeah. It's... Nobody wants that to, ha- to happen. Um, probably not spoiling anything to anybody. It's Harry Potter. The book's been out for like two decades at this point in time, but like the wizards go and leave Harry Potter on the doorstep of, like, some people. Um, it's very sad. It's very sad very to think sad. about that boy curled up with the letter in his uh, in his little blanket. No, 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 that definitely gets to me. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, but, but now he's old enough, and it's like, hey, you know, he actually imagines things. You have to kind of, like, make the right emphasis on words to, like, get his attention to make sure he's, like, focused and listening. But it's, reading's great. You know, I have no problem with that, but... A 50-minute to an hour book time is, it's just a little, it's a little much. So I guess my question is, is like, this is, this is, we're going to have, a, basically what I'm envisioning here is we have a candid conversation where I, adv- I ask you advice because you, your son is older than mine, you crossed this bridge a little while ago, but like, what's appropriate? Like, what do you do here? Do you just like cap it at 30 minutes and let him cry it out? Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So we go, um, he doesn't really cry as much as, um, but so basically. But, but two years ago. Yeah, even then. So we basically started it, like his, his bedtime has been around like 7.50 we start for like the last two years. Um, so he go, it would be, and like, it would be, he'd, we'd read like one book. So now um, we go, uh, my lovely fiance, Jacqueline, we'll, she'll read him a book. And then, um, so we read a book, so we, we, we prep, and then we go, uh, he takes a piss, he brushes his teeth, he gets in his jammies, and then we go back for one to two more books, sometimes three, it depends on how long the books are, what we're feeling, and before the last one, I say, okay, we're going to read this, and then it's bedtime. Um, and so we read the last book, we get in bed, sometimes it's begrudgingly, sometimes he says he's tired, or... You know, somehow his stomach starts hurting right before bed. It's crazy. I don't know how it always seems to happen. Um, but I put on, um, he listens to, I put on like some white noise on his tablet. It's just like a fan app because um, he didn't have a fan in his room. So um, do that. And, um, you know, I let him know, you know, hey, you can stay up. Um, you can stare at the ceiling. You can stare at your wall. You can count sheep. You can think about your favorite things, but you just need to stay in bed. Um, you know, I just kind of set the ground rules and he doesn't always follow him. Like last night was a, he, he was up way later than usual, you know, coming out of his room or making noise in his room. Um, you know, so those nights, you know, sometimes I have to, you know, sometimes I have to go up there multiple times and be like, Hey, listen, it's time to cut the shit. Um, you know, I don't, I use different, (laughs) different wording, but like, Hey, you know, go the fuck to sleep, my guy. Um, yeah, it's basically just uh, you just kind of set. It's just like you just keep hitting that nail on the head. Just keep, um, you know, keep setting the expectation that 
at this certain time, it is bedtime. You know, that's they have to go to sleep pretty soon. You have to go to sleep, um, and you need the time to get yourself ready for bed. So they need to go to bed. And, um, you know, you got to, you know, I give them the option, you know, you can stay wide awake. As long as you stay in that bed, you can keep your eyes open as long as you want, but you need to stay in this bed. And some nights, you know, he goes right to sleep. Other nights, you know, he's up like last night, he was up for a while. I could hear him upstairs, you know, walking around his bed. He came down to the foot of the stairs, um, just to, you know, cause he said he had to tell us something, you know, so some nights it works better than others, but, um, yeah, really, all you can do is just lay the groundwork and make it a routine to where they, they know the deal. And eventually, when they know there's no wiggle room in the deal, um, you know, I, I think that's when, you know, you, you yeah, have I think that's nights. our problem. That's, that's, that's our problem is he's, uh, we've, we've, we've allowed too much wiggle room, I guess. All right. And there's, we have, we just have, we need to, we need to, uh, yeah. We need, we need to cut the shit. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, he never knows. Because, like, if you don't set the, um, you know, where he can go, oh, one more book. And then if he doesn't know, so maybe before the last one, just this is the last book. This is this is the fi- It's, uh, you don't, fuck, you don't watch The Bachelor. But um, before the final rose of the night, Chris Harrison, the host, I can't believe I'm explaining all this to you. Uh, walks. I'm, I've zoned out. He he walks over and he says, "Ladies, this is the final rose of the night." So all the all the girls realize that if they do not get this rose, the roseless women, if they do not get this rose, they're leaving the mansion and uh, can log back into their Instagrams. Um, but uh, so you basically tell your tell your child, "This is the final book of the night." When this book is over, you leave the the book reading chair and go to your bed and you stay there. Because it's your fucking bed, and you need to stay there. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe you know what? I'm going to go and try this out, and uh, I'll report back with any sort of progress. I will say he is quite a nincompoop if he doesn't want to go to sleep, and it's sleepy time. So we're kids are have stubborn. To hold fast. Yeah, kids are yeah. kids are very no, stubborn. But I mean, we've been working the same routine for years now. Um, you know, and like I said, some days are much better than others. But that's just the, uh, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's bedtime. And, uh, let's roll right into listener questions to wrap this episode. So, uh, the, all right, let's get on. The it. first one is from Devin Chambers on Twitter. He's at, he's asked a couple recently, uh, screen time. Do you limit your kids access to the screen, TV, tablets, computers, games, etc.? We've talked about how much we love the tablet. Pete, do you limit screen time? Yes. Yeah. So the short answer is yes. Um, sometimes I make him like Would, barter any, for any it. Other, are there any, like, is there any sort of like nuance that I'm missing in that question? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, you know, it's more of a, what do you limit? Do you have a set time every day or is it a feel thing? Yeah. Um, it really kind of does depend. Um, I am... We don't have a set time per day to, to answer your question specifically. I fundamentally in my head, it's like an hour is pushing it. 30 minutes is like preferable. And that, um, and that's daily. Yeah. So you're much better yeah. about that than I am. And that's, you're talking tablets, TV, all things combined. 
Yes. You're, yeah, you're far better at that than I am. My kid spends a lot more time plugged in. Well, I'm not, I mean, but now my wife is a little bit different. Like, well, she's a lot different and a lot of those things. And it kind of depends. Like if we go out to eat and we're at a restaurant or something like that, like he gets a phone after about 20 minutes, basically. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of a necessity. it's and and that's I, I'm not uncommon in doing that. You it, it go out to any sort of restaurant. If you see a kid that's not raising a ruckus, it's because he's got a phone or a tablet. Yeah, don't judge parents who do that because it's like it's your chance to have a nice night out and to enjoy your dinner. And it is easier to just let your kid watch watch the magic school bus on the phone than um you know than have them trying to trying to find a way to entertain themselves at a table because that's just not how little kids are wired just to sit there and and stay and sit still while you finish your meal because they're usually going to be done way before you so everyone get off parents ass who do that that's uh that's my mini rant i mean i i I mean i don't even (laughs) it's i don't think that a lot of people no parent would judge another parent if a kid's watching a phone at a dinner table at a restaurant. That's just not going to happen. Um, other people might for you non-parents out there. Um, uh, but yeah, that's not right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the other parents aren't looking at some parents that have like their kids have phones in front of them and thinking like, well, gosh, how bad of a kid are that? You know, how bad of a parent that's not happening. Yeah, real quick, Pete, I just want to interject. I want to uh, re-give a shout-out to my AAF commanders because the game has just ended. <laughs> uh, they were blowing the brakes off the Arizona hotshots. They were up 26 to nothing at halftime. But uh, another congrats to my AAF San Antonio commanders for winning 29-25. to Win's a win. Nice. Way to go. Win's a win. Way to go. Squeaked um, it out. But yeah, anyways, um, yeah, as far as screen time goes, we're, my son watches a little bit more. Um, we watch PBS, we watch Arthur while we're getting ready for school. It's a good way to kind of time the morning up, actually, because um, like when the episode ends, the, the episode that we put on when he comes downstairs, um, when that episode ends, okay, now it's time to go get ready for uh, school. So we kind of we kind of link the morning up, and then when the certain show called uh, Peg Plus Cat starts, then it's time to leave. Um, so yeah, he's, uh, we, we do a little more tablet time, um, especially now with his, uh, his bike, his bike game, I guess that counts as tablet cause you use your tablet, but, um, yes. No, I don't think that does. I don't, I don't think that, so that tablet bike game is very different and it, that is a unique case. I don't think that that counts as tablet time. Okay. That's, that's fair then. That's, that's fair. I like that. Um, and then he plays, I will say he does a lot of tablet time, but most of the games he plays on his tablet are like learning games, like ABCs and spelling and things like that. So like that's like something if he's playing an ABC game or playing something learning, I really am really yeah, less than, really yeah, I'm really less than concerned about it, honestly. One of my favorite uh, quotes from a, a parenting movie, Raising Arizona, is he, uh, the when they kidnap the baby and bring him home for the first time they show him the tv and he's like the guy says four hours a day maximum either football or educational so you don't ruin your appreciation for the finer things perfect yeah nailed it perfect
So yeah, that was a uh, that was a good question. I mean, uh, good question. tablet time. Yeah, tablet time is is certainly a it's important. Um, important. It's 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 helpful. So this um this next question from uh, uh, M Kate on t- on Twitter, it, it kind of relates to the last question. What's a toy that your child has or had that you're a little or a lot jealous of? And I'm taking this as I'm jealous that I like I would have wanted it when I was a kid, and I'm gonna say the tablet. I would have loved having the tablet as a kid. I want to have. I wish I had the uh, tablet bike combo that you have. Yeah, that would have been sweet. Um, it would have made road trips better. It would have just made everything. But the tablet is just awesome. Like I played, like I I look at the computer games I played when I was a kid, when I was like eight or nine, compared to like the stuff they have on the tablet. It's just there's no comparison, not even close. Um. There, I guess, I mean, we had Legos as a kid, but there are some really sweet Lego sets now, and there are also the Lego Junior sets, which are a little easier for them to build, so they can start Legos earlier. Um, I would imagine that, like, five-year-old me wishes um, wishes he had those. Um, I can't really think of anything else that he has that I'm like, you know, oh, I would have loved this as a kid, but... It's really just the tablet. That's the biggest game changer. A lot of kids' toys have kind of stayed the same. Um, Legos. Legos don't change. Nerf guns don't change. Nerf guns. Footballs, soccer balls, basketballs, and like the little basketball hoop. Yeah, the Papa Shot, the little mini Papa Shot. Yeah, those don't change. None none of that's changed. Hadn't been any really like groundbreaking innovations in children's entertainment, save for the tablet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you go to my kid's playroom and then you compare it to whatever I was playing in, you know, at the same age or a little after, there's not a whole lot of changes. There's even a big ass TV with a VHS player and some Disney movies. Like it's very similar. Yeah, there you go. Except for uh, except for his uh, bi- uh, little kid Peloton that he has, that I'm just mad jealous of. Yeah, yeah. There's no none of that. None of that. <laughs> Shout out to the Peloton. Um, but yeah, that was a uh, that was a good question. Peloton commercials crack me right the fuck up. There is a I great, mean, just absolutely killed. At me. Clue Haywood on Twitter, um, did a great uh, did did a great Twitter thread on the placement of the Peloton in the Peloton ads, like in the, these people's homes, like they're just in the most like inopportune places that just make no Ridiculous. sense. Yeah, it's a it's a great Twitter thread. Um, okay, the uh, the last question before we. Before we sign off for today is from actually my lovely fiance. Her name is Jacqueline at Jacqueline Talbot on Twitter. You should follow her. Give her a follow. Yeah, she's yeah, great. She's very funny. Um, she said, "Because I'd like to be prepared for our future. What's the weirdest thing you did as a kid that you hope your kid never does? Could be a bad habit, weird interest, or specific scenario of weirdness." So, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I mean that could be an entire. I feel like that is the essence of this podcast is like weird stuff that kids do. i already have oh, well, actually i already have like a weird kid so i don't know yeah i mean when uh, she says bad habit like the first thing that came to my mind was like well i hope he never like smokes cigarettes but <laughs> that i mean that is hopefully down the road hopefully we got some time he's gonna jewel oh yeah i think our kids are gonna jewel. that's sure that's yeah what, jewel yeah they're gonna going be jeweling with their boys and like we used to try to like sneak cigarettes and like when we were younger, and now, now it's just you got it. They're trying to sneak jewels. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I had all day to think about this one too, because I was I was asked in person as well. You know what, you know what mine does? Yeah. He uh 
He starts, this is his dinner time. You know how everybody has a poop schedule? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love a good poop schedule, though. My kid's poop schedule is five minutes after dinner starts. <laughs> Literally. Every, every single day. Just so, like, middle. It's my good. kids is somehow, like, when I'm cooking. Like, he can now. He, <laughs> it's actually less opportunity. Yeah, yeah, well, he can now wipe him. He now wipes himself, but there are times, like, I'll ask him, like, are you good up there? Because, like, I, you know. I know poop. Like, I know how that situation goes. Like, sometimes, you know, the five-year-old might not be ready to handle what's going to come out of there. So, um, yeah, I love a good poop schedule, though. But, yeah, five minutes into dinner is not great. Because, like, you're eating. You don't want to go wipe an ass. No, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's, it's frustrating. One thing that I hope my kid doesn't have, I was... From, like, my recollection, I think I was the first kid in elementary school who got in trouble for swearing, and I just don't want that cycle to repeat itself. I just think it's one of the Ooh, things yeah. I remember about childhood is in, I think it was in third grade, I got busted using the F word on the playground, and I distinctly remember it, the shame. And I was asked where I heard it, and I ratted a friend out like it was nothing. So I was a snitch from, I was a, I was a very early snitch. Oof. Like I was like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to die for this man. I'm not going to get yeah, down I, for this. I, I, I am extremely careful. I've always been extremely careful about my language in front of my kid. Um, I was, if anyone's ever read a blog post of mine, you'll notice there's quite a bit of blue language in there. And that's just kind of how I always was. And like even leading up to my kid being born, I'm like made a fundamental conscious shift in my head. And now like everything that comes out of my mouth is gosh darn it, dag nabbit, things like that. Non swear words. I slip basically. from time to time around him, but I'm I'm pretty good. I'm much better I'm much better around him than I am just generically in real life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I would say I, I get would say frustrated with other people. I, I really hope like, he doesn't turn into like a little shit who swears all the time. Yeah, nobody wants that. You don't want that. But um, I can't think of any. I'm sure there was so much weird. Like this is probably a better, um, better question for my mom. To uh, you know, just the weird stuff. Like um, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw my buddy all the way under the bus right now. But my one of my friends. Um, I remember his mom told us that, that one day it was at like preschool or like kindergarten or something. I don't know. The teacher called his parents and was like, yeah, we, he, uh, he snuck dog treats into school in his backpack and was eating them under the desk. So I hope that doesn't happen. That's like a number one goal of mine. <laughs> Everyone eats dog food at least once. That's, that's just, that's just going to happen. I, I really don't think I did. You know what I did is I got, like when Boy Scouts started, we were, I remember this very specifically, um, we got taught like what was poisonous and what was not. So if you got lost in the wilderness, what you could eat and what you couldn't. And I like somehow remembered every single word that came out of that guy's mouth. So on the playground, like when we, we had a nice, uh, uh, like kind of foresty playground area uh, at my elementary school. And I would go around just like, eating edible you know for i would go out foraging and like eat what the things that i was taught were edible were and they tasted terrible because you're not supposed to eat them 
you know, like specific types of acorns and shit. Um, but I had this knowledge and I was going to put it to use. I'd feel really good about dropping 12 year old and the 12 year old you in the middle of the forest and saying, you've got to live here for a month. And I would feel really good about you surviving. At 12 or with a bunch of 12 year olds at 12, just you, oh, just yeah. you. I, I think yeah. you would tire be... of the other people. <laughs> I'd be cool. Man. Well, we should do that. Well, that was a good question to uh to to wrap on. Pete, where can the people follow you? Follow me on Twitter at PJ Hart. Follow me on Snapchat at PJ Hart eighty four. Though I will say, full disclosure, I have not been updating my Snapchat that much anymore. Um, and then uh, follow me over at theclockout.com, writing under the moniker Ice House. And uh, okay, here comes my um my housekeeping mouthful. Um. First and foremost, I think a lot of you guys know, I've launched a new podcast called Trouble with the Script. It's a sports movie podcast. Um, this week, I've got an episode coming out about Major League with uh, Darren Vaught from USA Baseball. It's going to be a good time. It was a really good conversation. I was actually uh, editing it right before we started recording this pod. Um, so yeah, follow us on, you know, follow me wherever you get your podcast, Trouble with the Script. Follow on Twitter at TroublePod. As for uh, here on Dadgum, again, subscribe and share. Leave a five-star review. Um, you know, tweet at us or, or message us. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know, you know, you know how we're doing. Let us know stuff you'd want to hear about. We, you know, we love your listener questions. We love your feedback. Um, you know, let it. Let us know what we need to do. What what content we need to be putting out for you to share this pod. Um, you know, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Follow on Twitter. At uh, Dagum at the Dagum Pod, follow us on Instagram at Dagum Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Kyle Banduho, and we will see you next week. Thanks.